Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now uh, on the line, our buddy John Heyman. The Insider Calls, by the way, brought to you by our friends at the Dell Technology Small Business Podprints podcast series, available on Radio.com slash Dell. John Heyman from MLB.com. John, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I've been listening to you do national stuff and trying to figure this out. And uh, and thanks first and foremost for coming on the program. But we finally have baseball to talk about, right? Yeah, that's the headline. We do have baseball. Uh, Obviously, they didn't get a deal done. But uh, Rob Manfred has uh, set a schedule and uh, said play ball. So that is the positive news. Uh, the next question is, do we go back to the rules from last year? I mean, are, because we don't have expanded playoffs and we don't have uh, universal DH, correct? Um, that is correct. No expanded playoffs uh, and the universal DH has not been set yet. I, I do believe that uh, the owners are willing to do the universal DH in light of the uh, shortened spring training and a concern for the health of the pitchers batting. So, uh, I think they can come to an agreement on the universal DH uh, for this year, uh, anyway. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, it, it doesn't. Hit. Now, are there any more snags? Let me ask you this: I hope it doesn't hit any. But are there any more snags that could possibly come about? Oh boy, I thought it's been done before, but I, you know, a very small chance. Uh, uh, union needs to contact MLB and negotiate the uh, health and safety uh, by five o'clock today. I heard about an hour ago. Uh, that MLB was still waiting, and they're uh, getting a little bit anxious. But I, I, I would be shocked if they let it go at this point. Uh, players, from what I understand, are pretty relieved to get the 60 games that they sought, and they see a great grievance. I'm not sure that I see that grievance as being great. Uh, you know, they can make the case that uh, the owners dragged their feet. Uh, I'm not sure that works now. Maybe it worked better when they gave it the uh, when and where thing two weeks ago, but then they continue to negotiate and. They weren't so quick either. Let's face it, it was March 26th when they had the initial agreement. Both sides had a lot of time to get this done. So I'm not sure that grievance works, but they still have the 60 games that they were going to get anyway and should be should be ready to go. There are a few health and safety protocols they have to go over, and some of them were a sticking point in the discussion, so they have to figure them out. What exactly uh, are they going to do in Florida, Texas, and then obviously with the Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah, um, in terms of the spring training, uh, what I understand, all the teams are going to have spring training at their regular home parks, uh, the franchise parks. So obviously the Brewers will be in Milwaukee and the uh, Yankees in New York and so on. Uh, Toronto is the one case where they may go to their spring site, uh, due to the fact that uh, in Toronto uh, they need the approval of the municipality, and uh, it's not clear whether they're getting it. So uh, they are preparing for both. There were other teams that were looking at both sites. Uh, 
I think Detroit and uh, Seattle, Yankees, Mets, uh, and the Nats. But it appears that uh, the only one that's going to have spring training potentially in, in Florida, they'd be alone, is the Jays. So I, I guess moving forward next year, it's a regular season. It's set up regular. It's not going to you know, have the expanded playoffs or anything next year either, correct? Correct. Uh, that is a part of the leverage that uh, the players wanted to hold. They're not giving in on that. So uh, there was no agreement. So all the rules, uh, same rules are in place. Although we do think that DH for this year, just to aid the safety of the pitchers, will be in play. And I have heard that MLB is in favor of uh, ending uh, extra inning games with uh, a man starting at second base for the, each of the innings. Uh, so that we don't have 20 inning games, uh, which would be could be a problem with a short spring training and tight schedule and all that. So there there could be a few differences, but they have to work them out, and hopefully by five o'clock today. Yeah, I was going to say we got we're expecting something by five o'clock. Now the the question I have beyond that is, what could possibly happen where the players would say, other than maybe health and safety protocols or guys wanting to opt out, what else could possibly happen? Do you know? No, the health and safety protocols is the only thing to go. The, the one sticking point that I know of in the health and safety protocols is, well, both sides were in agreement that players who have a pre-existing condition or immunity issue um, or, uh, or, or um, if basically that they, they, have, they have some health issue, uh, those players are able to opt out and be paid and get service time. Um, so they agree on that. The the disagreement they had to this point was um, players uh, living with somebody with a pre-existing condition, immunity issue, or pregnant wife, um, or significant other. Um, the players wanted those, uh, the, the player side wanted the players to be able to opt out with pay and service time, and um, MLB was, was not agreeing to that at that point. Now, they may have a compromise in which they get service time, uh, if they if they have the uh, issue with a family member or that they live with, uh, I'm not sure how it would be resolved. But uh, that was a sticking point, and uh, they have till five o'clock to figure it out. As I said, oh, let's cross our fingers they actually get that worked out. Is it me or did the agreement between that at least baseball thought they had? It did yeah. the, the language or the negotiation ability of Tony Clark come into play or get exposed here as somebody who was dealing more with a Harvard lawyer than he was with just somebody coming to his house and writing a few things down on a cocktail napkin? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Uh, Rob Manfred uh, tried a week ago Monday to uh, get a deal done and, and offered to fly out and did fly out to Arizona to meet with Tony Clark at his house. Uh, and uh, Rob Manfred uh you know, I'm not sure what words were said. We don't have instant replay. Maybe we'll need that in the future, or at least a sonographer, a tape recorder, or something. <laughs> but Rob Manfred thought he was working on a deal. And if you, you hear his story, they were talking back and forth for five hours doing horse trading. And uh, Tony Clark won concessions. He won the prorated uh, pay. Um, he won the $25 million player uh, playoff pool. He won $33 million in salary forgiveness for the $170 million that was already advanced, those uh, players, and uh, he won some uh, concessions. Uh, so it appeared to be a, a tentative agreement. Nothing official. The players and owners still had a uh, possibility to decline it. The owners were going to be on board because Rob had the authority, but uh, Tony 
seemed to believe it was a proposal. I don't know whether he was talked into that or he wasn't sure when they had the meeting. But uh, Rob Manfred signed off on it and shook his hand and left there thinking that they had a tentative deal. And, uh, you know, there were a couple things they didn't agree on along the way. The first was in the March 26th agreement, which uh, players thought the prorated pay was in concrete. The owners didn't think so. That I read that. It didn't look like it to me, but it's fairly ambiguous. So I can see both sides to that one. This one, it's hard to imagine that Rob Manfred, a Harvard lawyer, is going there and negotiating for five hours with give and take, and that's just his proposal. Uh, that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. So uh, I think uh, in the future, uh, if you're talking to a Harvard lawyer negotiating, probably bring a lawyer with you so you know what the hell right. is going on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, then the next question I have for you is, they're shooting for July 24th. Uh, is that really – I mean, if – do you think they can get it together and get everybody there next week? And is that enough time to really get the season underway? I mean, they're really pressed. It's only going to leave them like 68 or 69 days or something like that, correct? Yeah, well, that's time for 60 games uh, to be played. And obviously, the, season, the spring training is tight. And we've already had one spring training, so the players will have to go through a second spring training. Part of the reason I had some sympathy for them, also because they're the ones out there in the pandemic playing. Um, but um, it feels like there's time for 60 games, you know, maybe even 62 if the owners were willing to do it, but not much more than at this point. Uh, they needed to make the postseason in October. Their health officials made that clear to them, and I, I don't think that was a negotiating ploy. I think they believe in that, and uh, they stuck to that, and just like the players stuck to the prorated pay, which uh, as we look back on it, that, that's fair. They they deserve to be paid uh, prorated um even though there aren't going to be any fans in the stands, at least at the beginning. Talking with uh, Radio.com MLB insider John Heyman, um, how many how many owners do you think, or what you were told, and maybe not the specifics of, of the names, but how many owners just didn't want to see this happen, or could the owners not afford to lose an entire season since the NBA and the NHL are coming back? Yeah, it would have been bad for baseball. They, they, they could not have canceled the season. I'd seen some reports that they were going to cancel the season or owners were fed up. I'm sure there was a lot of frustration going, going around, and probably a few uh, were fed up at some point, but uh, there was no chance. Now, now uh, I heard from a few players before their vote at 5 o'clock yesterday uh, asking me whether I thought they could cancel the season because maybe if <laughs> Manfred had pretended that he might cancel the season, they might have voted for uh, the framework or proposal, whatever you want to call it, but uh, it didn't make any sense to cancel the season. I mean, uh, baseball uh, already has taken enough hits for what's gone on here with the negotiation. To cancel a season when you still have contact sports like uh, NBA and NHL planning to play uh, would make no sense, and that would just bring a grievance uh, to no end. And, you know, they're probably... There's a, there's a few hardline owners, but uh, some sense was talked into them, and that that's the unanimous vote uh, to set the schedule and get on with the season now. Well, I certainly hope they, they get it together and we're able to talk about baseball. How bad do you think the effect is going to be, not next year, but even the year after, if this then leads into another work stoppage? And where fans, because there's a lot of fans that, I mean, I read a really powerful email from a season ticket holder earlier today that said, I'm just done. I, I can't renew because they the only faces they care about are the faces on the front of the money. That's the way a lot of fans feel right now. How how does right. baseball survive all of this? Yeah, well, baseball's going to take a hit. So how big a hit, we don't know. I mean, I, I think part of that is an economic hit, just the fact that the economy, we have 40 million plus people out of work and a lot of other people uh, hurting. And, uh, you know, it's not 
necessarily. It might be cheaper to go to a baseball game than an NBA or an NFL game, but it's not cheap. So uh, I think it was going to take a hit anyway. It's going to be hard to figure out whether it's just the economy, how much of it's the economy and how much of it is fans who can afford it uh, being fed up. Um, you know, it certainly doesn't look good to have, as they say, the millionaires and billionaires fighting over it. I think it would be much better to have had a deal. I, I, I don't normally agree with Trevor Bauer, but I think the deal would have been fantastic for the sport. As it is, the players think they have a good case in the grievance. I, I don't know. The owners don't think it's much of a case if it's about stalling. I think the players' case would have been much better if they stuck to the rhetoric of two weeks ago and they said when and where, let's set it up, and rather than continue to negotiate until we only have time for 60 games. So I, I'm not sure how it's worth the $900 million that some people think it's worth on the players' side, but the players are happy with the 60 games and happy to have the idea of the grievance. To me, the idea of the grievance is not good for the game, though. In the big picture, even if the players win $100 million or $200 million, they're going to lose in the end because uh, we're not going to have the free agency that we had last year. I understand the players were upset about the CBA not being uh, perfect to their liking and the fact that the owners have made so much money in recent years. But we had the best, in terms of the players, uh, the best free agent year ever with Cole and Rendon and Strasburg. You know, that, with that in light, in light, in light of that, it's, it's, you know, I'm not sure that they needed to, do this now. They could have. They. I think that when we're talking about a pandemic, I think it would have been much better to agree with you. And technically, they still have a month to go, as you said, before the season starts. So technically, there's still time. And I'm naive enough to hold out hope that uh, common sense may prevail. I mean, I think it's unlikely to be fair on the air, but uh, you know, I'm not going to give up hope that they can figure something out. Yeah, I think we're all crossing our fingers that it works out. John, it's always a pleasure. My uh, my thanks to you for coming on the program. You've been great throughout all of this, and we'll touch base again soon, okay? All right, great talking to you, Bill. See you later. You too, pal. Talk to you soon. That was Radio.com Sports MLB insider John Heyman. Now, don't forget the insider calls brought to you by the Dell Technology Small Business Podference podcast series, available at Radio.com slash Dell. That's Radio.com slash Dell. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Go to SchneiderJobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.